and welcome everybody to the 12th ever edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. Greg, we had a busy weekend. How are you doing? How's your sleep been going? It doesn't seem like you've had a lot recently. No, I am very tired. Um, We have a lot of work to do and there's a lot coming out here soon on West Coast Preps social media, westcoastpreps.com and also our YouTube page, West Coast Preps. But man, I'm tired, but the competition we had this weekend, both football and basketball, both men's and women's, man, that got me hyped up all weekend. So the adrenaline kept me going this weekend. Now as we get to the uh, the next week after Labor Day weekend, the competition starting to feel a little tired, but it was an incredible weekend of talent. Yeah, it was. It, and, you know, I think shout out the team west coast preps you a lot of 12 14 hour days this week and i want people to understand how much work was put into this to make sure all these kids got the recognition they deserved friday night we were in vacaville for stevie johnson's camp got up at 5 30 the next morning to then cover another showcase exclusive speed saturday booked it to hayward greg may have sped you know but Ish. it's fine it's fine you know why because it's, it's 65 wow okay i didn't feel like that but whatever it doesn't matter. We got to Hayward for girls basketball Saturday, boys basketball Sunday. It was great competition. The juices were flowing even after, what, three hours of sleep Friday night, I want to say, yeah. something like that. I was, I was a little tired in the car, but, you know, we got to the showcase. Darius Fontenot, a little couple kids up. You know, I saw the, the cleats. Giles Chapman was rocking. The music was flowing. Brandon Young. We had was, the Friday night. We had the Tyreek Hill peace sign as he, as he blew past him. The highlight of the day for Friday afternoon at exposure academy yeah we had we had a lot of highlights this weekend and let's start off with one showcase we covered saturday the exclusive speed barrier top 100 showcase second ever edition was a real success one thing i would like to start off with though too was especially in the middle of a pandemic they handled everything as good as you could with safety protocols we saw the stand we've watched high school football games across the country different things where there's no distancing whatsoever the fans the parents distance themselves did a great job protocols were followed able to get this thing done in a safe manner in vacaville saturday and man we had a lot of talent on display there that first one was really good and the second one was even better than the first one i know giles chapman would agree i mean this competition level was like every single rep people were just smack talking they were getting each other's faces and i'm thinking a a lot of kids are going to get offers out of this i know the thing was live streamed for college coaches across the country they can watch it after too so i I can rattle off probably about 10 kids' names that should get offers just off this camp alone. Oh, 100%. I mean, it was insane the competition level that they had out there that day. The one-on-ones, even when they were just on their individual positional drills, they just were into it. They felt like they really wanted to improve their skills, and they know that this is a perfect time and a perfect opportunity for them to showcase their skills. And... Heck, Darius Fontenelle, let's just start with him. I mean, he went, according to Coach Joe Bates, Skyline head coach, he's won MVP at every single camp he's been to. And I can see why, because he is a beast. I mean, he, it, it would take him about one second to run a guy over, then he would punch the bag, and then he would start <laughs> dancing. Man, he's, oh, what a character. But that, that dude, he has to get offered sometime. I know Bates tweeted over the weekend. He hasn't even had an NAIA coach reach out about him, which is... To be quite honest with you, it's disgraceful on a lot of coaches' parts. It really I is. Hate, I hate to say that, but it's true. This guy, he wins defensive MVP at the first barrier top one to showcase defensive line MVP. This one, 
I, I think the consensus was he would have won defensive MVP again this one and gone back-to-back in that category, but they weren't giving out offensive and defensive MVP this time, but I think everyone agrees. Darius Fontenot was the star of the show. Was, I mean, it was, he, I, he didn't lose a single rep. didn't matter who he went up against. didn't matter the talent level of the guy, line of crops from him. He was just mauling dudes. I mean, it, it was a scary sight. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he I honestly never, ends in life. would never want to line up against him. I never remember the first podcast, and, you know, I was kind of talking a little bit, saying I could take something. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not that good as these kids. It's not happening. I relinquish that, that invite to anyone who wants a one-on-one because all of you can beat me 100%. So now Greg does know his worth, everybody. I do. Austin Flax, we are sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't there at the showcase because of Greg, kind of obviously a fear factor with uh, Greg's yeah, defense. I'm just so. kidding. I'm, I'm, I saw Austin dominate their 7-on-7 <laughs> deliberate training, so I don't think he's scared by any means, but... Darius Fontenot has to get an offer soon. If he doesn't, I really don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the funny part is we'll have a story up on him Wednesday at westcoastpreps.com. This guy used to not really like football back in the day. I remember he told us that at the last showcase. He didn't like contact. Yeah, which which is is, crazy. Now this guy, it seems like he thrives on contact, and that's the only thing he wants besides obviously punching the bag and dancing. You know, it's just... Well, I want to put a point on the dancing part, too. This was such a fun showcase. Everyone was out there dancing. The music was blaring. It was fun. You know, we had um, Dominic Childress and Darius Fontenot during the one-on-one drills, just over there dancing. Eric Mitch, Washington Jr., Mr. Coach, Mr. Coach Eric Washington Jr. Yes. In, in the words of the famous Skylar Thomas, we'll talk about exactly. in a second. Pretty Brand, sure Brandon Younger yeah, was, he out was there dancing. Yeah, he was dancing too. I mean, it was. So I mean, it was just, a scene. just the everything was. It was just fun about this, but there was also incredible work put in. And then we'll get to Skylar Thomas here and Menlo Atherton's defensive backs. I mean, you could have made a case for him or Jeremiah Irby to win defensive back MVP. Neither guy really lost the rep. Jeremiah Irby, I know I saw him get multiple interceptions too. I think you said you counted, what, like four picks from him on the day? Four or five. It was some insane number. He's long too. He He reminds me of his cousins who are now at Oregon State, the Wrights. They were on last chance you as well, but he's just got this talent level. He's got a swagger about him too. Mm-hmm. I like it. He, yeah. he, you know, he's he, he can talk. He's got a swagger, but he backs it up. Yeah, he definitely backs it up. He's a heck of an athlete. Also, a good wide receiver too. But he's just showcasing his talent as a defensive back. You know, he kind of reminds me of it. Just popped in my head a little bit of Marcus Peters. He's got a similar swaggish type to him. I feel like uh-huh. they have similar body type as well. Yeah, you know, kind of long, not not real thick, mm-hmm. different, but covers really well. I mean, he can defend pretty much any pass you want, especially with his size at this level. And Skylar Thomas did win defensive back MVP. He's got a UNLV offer. More should be coming his way soon. I know he's had a big offseason, especially this kind of performance he had. I think we also got to talk about, too, I, I know you were laughing really hard there during his interview after the showcase Saturday. He calls Eric Washington Jr., Obviously, coach in this area, now an assistant of James Logan. He calls him Mr. Coach Eric Washington Jr. He also listens to Sam Smith yes. when he works out. For focus, out. of course. For focus, yeah. of course. Shout out to Sam Smith. Shout out to Mr. Coach Eric Washington Jr. By the way, you need to get on this podcast here soon. I'm going to call you out right now. Um, but, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I just I like calling people out. And I've noticed there's, that there's more to come later. In this yeah, podcast guys, let's as well. just say stay tuned. A couple of points later that we we've got a big thing coming for uh-huh. you. But yeah, Skylar Thomas is a good one. He's I'm I'm thinking more offers are coming. Jeremiah Irby, if you don't offer him soon, I'm 
I'm sorry, I don't know what you're doing either. Hey, Chris, what if we just start a college and just we bring all these guys in? Honestly, we'd probably be pretty good. I guarantee a national championship year one. Guarantee a national yeah, championship Yeah, guarantee it year one. one. Huh? All right. Yeah. Well, you, you, I, mean, I mean, what are your, like, first – what are all your quarterbacks? Dalton, Sakai from Salinas. You got Eli Brookhandle. You got Jaden Rashada. You've got Anthony Grigsby Jr. I mean, I I think you're doing just fine. You've got these yeah. receivers. You've Dominic got... Childress and Darius Fontenot coming at the other quarterback. Uh, Josh Zizian is your linebacker. That's scary. You've got Derek Thompson on the offensive line. I'm telling you, we'd, we'd have a good team. Yeah, national champs. National Bama, champs. bring us on. Nick Saban, you got nothing on us. <laughs> we'll beat you. We'll bring Bill Belichick in as a coach, right? We don't need him. We don't need a coach with this talent. You see how good they are? They just, they just do it. Yeah, themselves. that's all. That's all they need. They, they've got enough leaders, I'm sure. Honestly, Anthony Gregsy could probably be a coach himself. True, true. And which is our next point, too. He is a leader. This quarterback right here, a senior, he is a leader. And this quarterback list was loaded at this camp, too. And he came away on top. We were watching guys like Eli Brookhandler, Jaden Rosada from Pitt, just deliver great pass after great pass. The Salinas quarterback as well. Yet it was Grigsby who came away with the award at the end. He was delivering... Countless great passes, countless times. It seemed like every deep ball he was throwing, I was behind him. It was just right on the money. But the best thing about him wasn't his talent level. It was his leadership. I remember talking about him and talking with him last week. You could just tell he's a leader, smart kid. Everyone rallied around him. I know the coaching staff after told us it's it's not just that he's a leader, but everyone rallied around him, including the quarterbacks. If other people at your same position like quarterbacks are rallying around you, I think that says everything you need to know about the kind of player and leader you are. Especially at that position, you have to have that leadership quality. And sometimes that's even better than having, you know, the talented arm. You know, Patrick Mahomes is great because he's a talented arm, but he's also a leader on the field. And that's something I think he's learned over the last couple of years as well as they won their Super Bowl last year. But having, being able to get in that huddle and say, all right, let's get this, let's get this done, a lot of, a lot of, lot of you know, it's just, it's way better than, just sitting there and being quiet as a quarterback you've got to have that leadership qualities and all of these quarterbacks could have won MVP without a doubt Grigsby just had that aura around him that says I'm here to stay I am the leader on this football field and he shows it he has that swagger too yeah he does he's just a really smart kid great leader his story is remarkable too if you haven't checked it out westcoastpreps.com came out last week just his family ties in the region how successful they've been history they've made in Stockton, the University of Pacific. Uh, he's got three offers right now, and I'm interested to see where he ends up. No matter where he ends up, I think he can compete right away. Just not only because of that talent, but because of just those other qualities he has. These are just some things you just can't teach. You can't teach leadership like he's got. You could tell he's really been raised well. He's been coached well, and he's taken every piece of advice and used it to his advantage. And some of these quarterbacks he beat, too. Like Eli Brickhandler, Jaden Rashad, I know this is a really fun spot Greg is chomping at the bit for right now. He, he's looking really excited. You know <clears> that, <throat> that gif where the, the guy's in there waiting to talk and all that? That's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I think it's Greg's Dame time right about now, <clears throat> I think is the, <clears throat> is the perfect way to put it. But Eli Brickhandler transfers in from Whitney, quarterback. He's going to play somewhere at the next level. Did a great job of Whitney. Now transfers into Pitt. But don't forget, they've also brought in Jaden Rashada, who was at Liberty, moved to IMG Academy, but the pandemic and all decided to come back out to the East Bay, to the Bay Valley Athletic League, and now he's at Pittsburgh, a top 100 player in the 2023 class by 247 Sports. Both those guys were good. 
Oh. I mean, they, and, and and let's just say these aren't the only two quarterbacks they've got yeah. on their on, in their quarterback room. You've got Kamani Blakely, a three-sport athlete who dominated the baseball travel circuit this summer. And their quarterbacks coach told me really impressive season at the JV level as a sophomore. And then they've got one other kid, Dominic, a senior. Don't sleep on him as well. He's fully recovered from shoulder surgery he had after a sophomore season. He knows the whole offense left and right. He's learned it. He's repped it. He knows this entire playbook, and he's a great athlete. He's got a lot of zip on the ball, too, according to their quarterbacks coach. They've got four different quarterbacks on the roster. Honestly, in their whole roster, Pitt is absolutely stacked. It is. And like you said, I'm chomping at the bit for this one because I'm going to call you out, Chris Jackson. Pittsburgh needs to be number one in our 25 Days of Christmas rankings edition. They're better than De La Salle. They're better than Sarah. And they are going to win a state title this year. And they are going to beat De La Salle this year. I'm telling you right now, Pittsburgh is the best team in at least Northern California, possibly all of California. Is this the year Pittsburgh finally ends De La Salle's Northern California streak? The last time, the last team to do it actually was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to do it again. They are. They are. 100%. What is, is it the Charles Barkley guarantee? We're going to create the uh, GMT guarantee right here. The GMT guarantee is Pittsburgh will end De La Salle's run of, what are we at, 27 years? So about a gazillion. Yeah. It is ending in 2021 when this season starts. It sounds weird to say when the season yeah. starts in 2021. I like, almost said 2020. Yeah, you know, because we've got, we've got a preseason Christmas, 25 days of Christmas rankings. That just sounded odd as well. Yes. But Pittsburgh is going to win a state title. Pittsburgh is going to win the state title. They're going to beat these teams like Bosco and Modern Day. I want Correct. this on the record. Correct. Pittsburgh is winning the state title. GMT guaranteed. And where are they going to finish in the national rankings? Number one. They're going to be the number one team in the country, too. I think so. I, I think that team is that talented. They have so many incredible kids. I'm just saying. If, if there's one year it could happen, I think it's this year's Pitt team. But De La Salle hasn't lost in two-plus decades to a Northern California team. I, I'm a believer. I've got to, I'm just one of those people. I've got to see it to believe it. But again, stay tuned for those rankings. A lot can change in these next few months. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh just, the roster just adds another unbelievable athlete. I'm telling you, they need to be number one in the preseason rankings. 25 days of Christmas, rankings edition, Pittsburgh needs to be number one. They have more talent than De La Salle right now. You just listed off four quarterbacks that they could probably start at De La right now. You know, De La Salle's quarterback is going to play college ball. I know, I Dorian Hill that. going to Sacramento State. I understand that. All these guys could start over him. I said possibly. I don't know. Who knows? We'll okay. find out this season. Although not all four of these guys are going to play, unfortunately. But I'm telling you. Pitt's going to be Dale South. Pittsburgh is GMT guarantee. And, and you said it's just like the Charles Barkley guarantee? Just like the Charles Barkley. But I'm a little better at my guarantees than Charles is. The Warriors weren't ever going to win a title. Yeah, no, his guarantees aren't very good. I was just using that as a reference. He has his guarantees. Mine's a lot better. GMT guarantee. It flows off the mouth. Saying. So your prediction Pittsburgh, is your prediction's Pittsburgh. I, my prediction is still De La Salle. You still think De La Salle's winning? But I honestly, I think that if, like I said, if there's any year it could happen, it's with this year's Pittsburgh squad. 
with all the talent they've got, they've add, they've added no, a couple I don't of great players. This year. I think it's a multiple year run Pittsburgh goes on right now. Even if, let's say Eli starts this year, they got Jaden Rashada right behind him, who's like you said, top one hundred. Twenty twenty three class. This is a multiple year run that Pittsburgh's about to go on. But are they gonna go out three Pete? Mm, I I say I think two out of three. Two out of three next three years. They're getting two. Okay, people, tweet at us and let us know what you think about this. Is Pittsburgh going to win state? Is De La Salle going to win state? Or is someone else going to win state? Maybe we have to do a poll on this. I think I think we do need a poll on this. I think this would be a great idea. I think we're going to get that into action immediately. But stay tuned for that 25 days of Christmas. It's still still not used to saying that yet. Yeah. This 25 days of Christmas. Rankings edition. Yes, it it just sounds so strange to have football start on Christmas times, New Year's, you know, but hopefully we get everything back soon in football. We'll see. These two teams do need to play. For what, Can we just, change the schedule and get this week one? Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Get this week one and then get the New Year's championship. Eve. Let's get a New Year's Eve. I know that's what's supposed to be the first scrimmages, but let's just get week one, week zero, some people call it. Week zero, De La, Pitt, neutral field. Let's do it. And what's going to be the score of that game? It's going to be a close game. They're definitely two good rosters. Um, I think it'd be a fairly low-ish scoring game. I think I'd go 24-20 Pittsburgh. Wow. And Dayless Street comes to an end. Week zero. According to Greg Green, Marlon Tim. We, we need to get these coaches on conference call and, and make that happen. Week zero matchup. And then they probably mean the, the championship game again, the NCS title. I'm just saying. Pittsburgh's going on a run. And they're ending De La Salle's run. I love De La. I got nothing against De La. I just I got that feeling this year. I've I just gotta see it to believe it. Alright, well. I I mean Pitt could do it. But it De La Salle just doesn't lose. Well, let's talk about Dale a little bit because they had a standout at exclusive speed as well. Derek Thompson. This dude, he's got three more years left of high school. Maybe the only person I saw him even lose a rep to was Darius Fontenot, and that is not against anybody. Everybody in, on this planet that day honestly could have lost to Darius or guys like Dominic Childress from Mountain House. But Derek Thompson was a great, great performer out there. He won pretty much every single rep he he had out there in the competition period. I'm sure college coaches that watched that stream were really impressed, and he's on their radars now. He's going to be a guy that's going to be a really crucial piece to that Veer offense just continuing to succeed and get De La Salle to the state championship level again. And you can tell he's had a really good offseason. He's really put on the work. A real leader, too. Definitely has those leadership qualities. Only a sophomore, like I said, too. He's going to be a fun one to watch. He was just very technically sound. He he really was. He just he was fundamentals were all there. He yeah. didn't make any mistakes. Didn't really say a whole lot either. He was one of those guys who just kind of let his work to do the talking. Yeah, and he had that 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 quiet leadership um, that you know kind of gets talked about with like a Steph or a Buster Posey, where they're not they're not going to get in your face saying like let's go and start yelling at you. They're just going to show you by example. Um, and he does everything very technically sound. Um, you know, I'm sure the coaches at De La Salle have taught him very well. And he's had a lot of great teaching, it looks like, because <clears throat> technically he was perfect. 
Um, and he had the strength. He's starting. Looks like he's starting to build up some muscle. He's only a sophomore, like you said. And I, the sky is the limit for this kid. I think um, if he, as long as he continues to to grow, and I'm sure he's gonna get stronger as he progresses and gets older into his senior season and into college. If he keeps those technical abilities that he's already created, already that base platform, the sky is really the limit for for Derek. And he used to be a swimmer. And not a football guy either a few years ago. Then he kind of turned that corner, became a football guy. I, I think that move worked out really well. Yes, I, I would say so. Yeah, nah, this won't be the last MVP award he wins either. No. He's going to win more at these showcases, which speaking of, there's going to be an exclusive speed, the third and final one before the football season starts in November. Time and everything to be determined. But Giles Chapman will announce that soon. Can't wait for that one. Just yeah. the growth we saw from the first to the second one was incredible. Now the third one's going to be even more insane. I want to see what Cleats Giles pulls up for this one. Adidas. Shout out to Adidas. They gave him some cool shoes. And I'm a Nike guy, but shout out to Adidas because, you know, you, you made me like you just a little bit more this, this past weekend, this which is, is a lot. Yeah, Greg never shouts at any other brand. No, I've never worn anything but Nike for the last 15 years, I don't think. So, hey, props to Adidas, though. I know that they're they're doing some good things. Dame is Adidas. I'm trying to be more open-minded than just Nike. But Nike all day till the day I die. Yeah, you you absolutely love Nike more than anyone loves anything. You know what? Yeah, honestly, if we can, if any, if everyone can marry someone that loves them as much as you love Nike, I think we've done well in our lives. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> It's going it's to take a lot for a lot of people for that. But speaking of more showcases, we had some basketball this weekend at Hayward Exposure Academy's basketball showcases. Saturday was girls, boys was Sunday. First off, the girls, what really stood out to you with that one? Just the technical ability that all the girls had. Um, they really went there to learn and improve their skills. Um, they didn't go there with attitudes, thinking I'm the best. They went there saying... All right, I'm here to improve my game. I'm here to become a better player. Listen to Jahia, who was the, the leader and the coach during the showcase. And they did it. And they competed. Uh, they're all very supportive of each other. Very sports sportsmanlike. And I was very impressed with the talent that was out there. Let's see, it was just their fundamentals were just so on point, too. Even all these young girls, middle schoolers, freshmen, there was a couple of freshmen that just really stood out to me, too. Their chemistry was on point. Every single piece of advice they got from the coaching staff, too, they put into their play. They were hitting shots, but they were just doing everything right, boxing out, setting screens when they needed to. Honestly, it was beautiful basketball, I think is the way to put it. Probably one of the better displays I've seen in basketball on a court, especially during just a camp, right? When a lot of these girls, they, they're not playing on the same team. Mm -hmm. But their chemistry was there. They were doing everything right. I know Jahia was really happy about that after the camp. She was raving about that. There was a lot of ones. We saw Diamond Richardson going to go to the University of Pacific from Grant High School. Played really well. We talked to her during that camp. Some of these freshmen, Harper Peterson, tall, can certainly play. Another one that's really fundamentally sound. I'm excited to see where she, where her progress goes over these next couple of years. I I guarantee she's going to get a lot of offers to play collegiately, too. Oh, for sure. Um, the size and technical ability, she finished around the rim very well also. And as a freshman, she had great touch around the rim, which was... It's not something that is always there that early. 
it's something you kind of learn as you grow. Um, but I mean, there was eighth graders there. It, it was just an incredible event. And it's one thing I love about girls basketball is the technical ability that they have. They play incredible basketball. They it's just the make right, the right way. Pass. It's the right way. There's exactly. It's selfless. Nobody needs to get those shots. I know we've talked about that with Pinewoods girls basketball yep. coach, obviously the legend we've had on our podcast here in the past. Everyone was just, it was all the team concept, which was a great thing to see. Everyone's, their shots were, the form was perfect. It's just, they did everything right. Yeah. You don't get the high flying dunks and stuff like that, but you get the technical ability of, you know, making the right pass, making the right play, you know, finishing around the rim, hitting big shots when they need to, because their form is just so perfect. And that's the one thing I love about watching girls basketball is it's just, if you really enjoy watching the game of basketball, watch your girls basketball game because they know how to play the game. They're smart. Their basketball IQ is at a Draymond level or Draymond Green type level. And it's all around the court. You know, they're not just out there trying to drive and dunk on someone. They're out there trying to make the right play. And that that's what I love about, you know, that showcase that, on Saturday really showcased what girls basketball is all about. Yeah, it was. We're definitely going to, we're looking forward to covering girls basketball this year. I've enjoyed it in the past. Honestly, all, all those girls were on attendance. Just, you could tell they've coached the right way. They really just, they heat all pieces of advice you can get. And that's something that we really heard about Sunday as well for the boys basketball showcase. One player we saw there for the boys showcase, Kendall Allen. I know we saw him at three showcases this weekend. This guy is just putting in all the work. Vacaville Christian. I see him more than I see my family at this point. Because he's at everything. Yeah, it's, you know we see him every single day. It's, it's pretty wild how yeah. how much this how far this kid is everywhere. He'll travel no matter where it is to get that work in, get his name out there. Top twenty five basketball player in the twenty twenty two class on the West Coast. Also a star football player, but he also got an award on Sunday from the showcase because coaching staff said what they loved about him was every piece of advice he got, like we talked about with the girls basketball players. He took that and he ran with it and he used it in his game. Mm-hmm. Which is he, he which is what you listened. need. Yeah, he's coachable. I know Coach Manny Tarango, their football coach of Aquaville Christian, loves that too. I know he told me that he's kind of like Russell Westbrook out there with the athleticism, and I think we saw that. Yeah. He sped by everybody. He was going up for dunks. He was finishing at the rim. And as the day went on too, he just got better and better. You could tell during that game he was just – he was on. Once they got to the five-on-fives, he, he switched it to a different level. And he really did look like Russell Westbrook. He takes the ball and he pushes it up court, puts pressure on the defense, and he can get to the rim at will. He can do it anytime he wants. And he's got a good shot, too, from outside. He's kind of an all-around, um, plays great defense. He really does, Manny put it perfectly, like Russell Westbrook out there. And it's uh, it was a nice to see him go from the football field and you know, take some of the things he's learned from there and translate it to basketball and that aggressiveness that explosion. of being a wide receiver and the explosion. Um, and also, you know, being able to high point of football, relating that to basketball, being able to go up and get a rebound or get up and, and dunk it um, like he can. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Um, obviously, we have talked about multiple sport athletes and the struggle that it's going to be this year with the condensed timeline of sports. But it's going to be exciting to watch him and watch his career progress as, like you said, top 25 basketball player in the 2022 class. And he's a great football player, too. He's definitely a great wide receiver out here in the Bay Area. And he's also a junior Olympian. 
too. So, I mean, it's pretty much anything he puts his mind to, he's going to succeed. He's just one of those special athletes. It's going to be interesting to see what sport he chooses in college, too. That's, I was just going to say, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to play football and basketball at the next level. Um, just because of those just, schedules. Those schedules intertwine too much to play at a high level like that. Um, but, heck, if someone can do it, I could see Kendall doing it. Like you said, junior Olympian, basketball player, football player. He's got that drive. He's he got that drive. He's everywhere. Like like you said, you see more than you see your own family. Yeah, I, I do. Especially this weekend. He was at three different showcases on three different days. Yep. Which is insane. So, impressive what he's doing right now. And I can't wait to see what, what he does in the future and to watch him play when games do come back in January. Some other athletes that really stood out to you. Sterling McClanahan, I know he won MVP of that showcase. Talked to him after Rodriguez High School in Fairfield. Especially during the competition portion of that of that showcase at the end. I mean, he was just doing everything right. Yeah. I mean, he was rebounding the ball. He was, he was obviously hitting shots, driving, whatever it was. You name it, this kid could do it. And he's only a sophomore. And if he had, keeps having these types of performances, you've got to imagine... His his stock's only going to go really up from here on the college radar. Oh, 100%. Um, it goes to Rodriguez High School in Fairfield. And just another talented player. It's crazy how much talent we saw this weekend. Um, but if he, like you said, he keeps up the performances, he's got to get some offers and some college interest coming his way. And, I mean, I, I was kind of speechless at his game. He just did so many things... Once again, technically right. He didn't do anything super flashy. He made the right play, played good defense, moved his feet. You know, he had the athleticism to to get up and move with some of the top guys at this case, but at the showcase. But he proved to you know everyone that he's got skill and talent to to belong with some of the best players out here. Yeah, he does. And another guy that did as well, kind of like a Patrick Beverly type. I know that's. Kendall Smith and Jahiat Cook kind of mentioned it after, just his style. Patrick Beverly's also made millions upon millions because of his defense and his relentless pressure, and this is exactly what Tariq Johnson has, just a relentless guard quick. He was picking guys up full court all day long, even after three hours. We know it was hot in there too, yeah. smoky outside, not the best conditions, but it really didn't matter to this kid. Also doing good things offensively, passing the ball well, but his defense... Something you can't overlook. That's something that's going to get him scholarships and get him to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, Patrick Beverly, I'm not even going to say I like him because I'm not, not a huge fan of his. Uh, he's one of those guys that you love to have on your team, but when he's not on your team, you hate him. Like Draymond. Like Draymond. Um, but, yeah, he's just relentless on the defensive end. He would. He's that pesky little player that, you know, you love to have on your team and you love to have on the court because he's going to irritate the other player because he's so relentless on the defensive end. He's just going to stay in your face. He's not going to let you get anywhere. I saw everyone struggle when he was on him um, just because that moment where you don't get any room, it can become irritant. And it's hard to play offense sometimes. You get irritated, you're not getting the ball, you don't get in a rhythm because you can't sit there and dribble and take an in-rhythm shot. But that's what he does to people. He just plays great defense, and I'm excited to see what he uh, what he continues to do. 
And then one other guy as well, man in high school, John T. Miller. I mean, he, he, he stood out the whole day, too, especially just during the drills when they were doing fast break stuff. He was one of those guys that seemed like every single play. Yeah. He could drive. He could shoot, too. We saw him pull up and just hit really any shot he wanted. Remember Kendall Smith, when he was hitting some shots, he would just look over at me, and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, what do we do about this? Yeah, there's nothing to do. He has that height. You know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of KD. He's not quite 7 or what, 613 is what they call KD. <laughs> but... You know, he has the height. You can pull up from just about anywhere on the court and shoot over you. But he also has athleticism. You can get to the rim at will. And he had the put-back dunk to end it uh, in the showcase as well, the final highlight of the day. He is He's getting some college offers. It's going to start heating up for him. And that's what he's kind of said, too. He's starting to see stuff happen. He kind of had injury in the past and all that wasn't fully healthy he's healthy now he's gone out to these different showcases and camps the one he performed at yesterday you would think just with those connections that were there too against some really good players see the word's going to keep getting out about him because he's tall but he can do so many different things he's just not a guy that specializes in shooting or driving he can do it all he really can he can handle the ball it's just kind of that all-around player that you really really look for and he's a leader too He's a kid that's going to go into a college and he's going to compete right away because of, like we talked about with Anthony Grigsby Jr., quarterback. He's got the leadership. He's got the talent. He can do a lot of different things, and people rally around him. And he was one guy, too. He never put his head down. Even after a tough play, he missed the shot that he would always make pretty much, but he never put his head down. That was one thing you had to really respect, too. He always got back to defense. He hustled. He played hard. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can ask for with these kids, too. Sometimes you get down on yourself. And, you know, you sit there, you miss a layup, you miss a shot, and, you know, you say some words in your head, and, but you got to get back. you got to move on, um, especially in a fast-paced game like basketball. You know, you don't have time to sit there and think, you know, oh, man, why did I miss that shot? What happened? Whatever. Um, you got to be able to keep your mind in the right mindset to get back on defense or get back to offense and, and forget about what just happened and continue the game. And he did a very good job at that. Uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I could see him going somewhere, a high-level college, and, and playing some good basketball. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. A big senior season for him is going to really just make this recruiting process go 50 different ways for him. For sure. I think that was a consensus from everybody, too. But the last thing we're going to talk about, another Exposure Academy thing. Stevie Johnson ran this. A lot of great coaches on display there, too. Desmond Bishop and all these different guys that have experienced in the league. Houston Lillard. Lillard just takeaways just, just take from that Friday night we had in Vacaville. The coaching was incredible. The hands-on coaching that happened uh, from Breezy, from Houston Lillard, Desmond Bishop, Stevie Johnson was in there running routes for these kids. Um, it was just an incredible event because it was small. There was only about... 35, 40 kids, I believe, there, and it was small. So the hands-on, everyone could teach. And if there's a moment, all right, we're going to stop. What happened? How did this affect that? You know, just the the teaching that these kids got are going to help them forever. I saw Houston Lillard, you know, constantly say, all right, you got to do this. Keep your elbow tucked or, you know, whatever he was saying, drive off your back foot. Um, try and get your elbow to 90 degrees, all those technical skills that you saw from the quarterbacks that they, you know, just the little minor things that help tremendously. 
and just getting a tighter spiral, more accurate passes, a little more velocity on it. And then Desmond Bishop, you know, former NFL player, went to Fresno State, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, the hands-on training was what stood out to me. I mean, they were just all really involved with that process, too, obviously. Every single coach. Desmond Bishop, I was there for like 25 minutes just kind of taking photos of what he was doing. But every single guy, he was coaching them up. Stevie was too. Stevie, he's got that energy too. He's still, yes. I know he's not in the league anymore, but he still looked like he could play. He was running around. Yeah, he yeah, was he doing could everything. Some routes. Yeah, he he could, but it was the coaching that was on display, and players were really again heeding that advice, especially the quarterbacks too. So a lot of the quarterbacks early on, they were timing wasn't down. Of course, that's to be expected starting at camp, right? Because a lot of these kids, I know, a good amount of them are kind of teammates, especially the Fairfield area. But still, you're kind of throwing to guys that maybe you haven't thrown to a whole lot, especially just in the middle of. What's going on right now in the world? Delayed seasons. There's only so much you can do. But I know we saw multiple quarterbacks just kind of come away with recognition at the end because it was just those improvements they made. They weren't phased by the pressure that came early on, just kind of some of those things that happened early on in camp. They came back into that competition phase when they were driving down the field. doing What I like, too, is the situational stuff. Yes. You do the seven-on-seven. Seven, they're doing situational. Oh, here's third and 15. Here's... Fourth and goal from the five. You got one play to score. It's just so many different things that they were doing. And these quarterbacks were doing well in that, too. They were, they knew how to handle these situations. They weren't rattled by it, which is good when you're trying to teach that situational football in a camp setting to understand what here's what you got to do on third and 15. You got two plays to get this amount of distance. Can you do it? Here's what you got to do play one, play two. They understood it. They took that coaching well. Obviously, great coaches were there. And you got to listen, but... Yeah, I know. it's something different that we haven't seen a lot of coaches do or showcases do either. You know, having that, all right, you got fourth and four from the 25, right? And they had it game-like, seven-on-seven, two-on-three, one-on-ones. They had everything in there. So you had every situation and you could learn, all right, what is the best way to attack this offense if you're a defense on this, you know, particular situation? And it, just all around, I love the teaching moments that these kids got. And I think it's going to help them propel them into becoming better football players. And I really liked, too, was just kind of the way they had the plays already set up well beforehand with camp. I know Stevie had all these different cards of all the different plays that you could run. And those players, too, we saw some of them, especially one receiver from Rodriguez, too. Friday night, he did some good things there. Then Saturday, he went to the exclusive speed showcase and I just saw him like left and right especially the end zone near the end he was getting every single catch running beautiful comeback routes yes I mean it's just it was one of those things those players I think it was quarterbacks and receivers kind of one of those things so you need to get the timing down so by the end of that night and I know some of those guys were also at the camp the next day again in Vacaville that Josh Chapman was running they knew exactly what to do the timing was down so imagine what some of these kids are going to do with a few more months you could tell they've really put in the work and with kind of some of these connections these coaches have, I'm expecting some good things to happen for That's a lot of the guys so in the That's what's exciting about this upcoming football season, too, is, right, it, it's terrible that we can't play football right now. It should have been week two this past weekend. But we get a whole another three months of these kids to grow, to become technically skilled and better at running routes, better at, you know, defending the cornerback position. We saw Brandon Younger was going over how you've got to use your feet instead of your hands at the exclusive speed showcase. But the technical skills that these guys are going to be able to use, it's just going to make football that much better when it comes back in January. Yeah, well, and you're really going to see who's put in the time. 
And I know we've seen, we've probably already named some of the kids that you can tell that are going to have big seasons coming up and really just have that recruiting process really jump started and find their ways to compete right away at a college. I know Anthony Grigsby, Jerome Leakes, I mean, you name you name it, to be honest with you. Dominic Childress, he, his offseason's been huge too, but excited to see these next showcases we cover too. We've got the Best Coast Showcase coming up here next weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for our coverage there. We've also got a fun podcast scheduled for Friday with Dion Evans, South yes. San Francisco head football coach and Madison Park Academy athletic director. He's doing some great things up there. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a lot of fun. He was excited there on he Saturday was. too at that showcase, taking photos of his kids. They look, just kind of like a dad out there. I liked it. Yeah. It's good. You could tell he's doing some good things. He's in some confidence in South City football. That I know they only scored, what, 20 points last season. They're, they're going to score that in the first half of their first game, from yeah. what he said. It's just, yeah. you can tell he's just got, they had a few kids go out to that showcase and perform really well, too. That's one thing I want to mention, too, from those kids from South City. They perform well, too. I know he was really impressed with it and happy about the way they kind of showcase their talents. He's instilling confidence into these kids, which is the best thing you can do because even if they don't, you know, go on to college because they just don't want to play football anymore or whatever. That confidence is there forever. And he's doing amazing things with his program. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned for that podcast we have later this week. But until then, everybody, take care. Stay safe. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Sign up for our newsletter at westcoastpreps.com. Follow us on social media at westcoastpreps underscore. And just follow all of our work again. So a lot of feature stories come up in the next few days at westcoastpreps.com. GMT, guarantee, pit, state title. Drop my mic.